Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Business Growth Radio, Solutions on Demand. I'm William Eastman, Program Manager for... GrowthWorks Media, and I'm going to be your host for today's show. You are listening to WNTW 820 AM or 92.7 FM, The Answer, out of the greater Richmond area, specifically out of Chester, Virginia. You can join the conversation at 804-454-1366, and I'll go slower, 804-454-1366. You always get charged up. It's a combination of getting up early, a lot of coffee, and starting the morning off with Mark Knopfler. Okay, so what are we doing here? Well, for those people that are long-term listeners, hang with me for the new listeners. This is Business Growth Radio, and the concept behind the show is pretty simple. You can hire consultants or you can listen to the radio show, and we offer some combination of training, consulting, and coaching uh, here live for 53 minutes every Friday and rebroadcast on Saturday. So if uh, you're listening today, Friday, this is live. If you're listening on Saturday, it's recorded. We also have our podcast uh, where you can download any of the shows. And, of course, I'll take you through all that in a second. But fundamentally, the concept is this. It's solutions on demand. Um, you listen to the show. You're looking for a particular thing about your business. Our focus is on small businesses, typically companies under $10 million, uh, companies under $5 million, companies under $1 million. And what are the obstacles to grow your firm? That, that's really the premise of the show. The show has been organized uh, into four business quarters, and so we have a season that's basically 13 weeks in duration, and the season takes a particular topic and then drills down um, in as, as much detail as you can do on the radio. So season one was uh, all about revenue, and uh, the theme was stop leaving money on the table. And so as the economy was growing and more and more opportunities were out there, we had all the suppressed demand in the, in the country where people weren't spending money because of their confidence of whether or not the economy was going to continue to grow or whether I needed to save the money. Uh, we had a great first quarter. We had a great second quarter. We had a great third quarter. My suspicion is we'll have a great fourth quarter. So the theme was, if the sales are out there, go get them. Um, season number two, which started in April and ended in June, uh, the focus there was now on profitability or cost, and the, and the theme uh, was it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And so uh, profit is not something that you can obtain directly. Uh, profit is the effect of how well you manage the cost of the business. And so our fo- focus was on cost management. Uh, season three uh, was, and a, by the way, a very natural third season, was called Winning the Talent War. And so from July through September, our focus here was as the economy is expanding, employment is getting more and more difficult to find really good people. And so how do you compete? Uh, how do you gain more sales when you cannot find enough people to work in the company to do the work? And the whole premise behind that is the good people are out there. Just, they're not working for you. 
the well-run companies don't have a nursery out back where they're growing employees. They're competing in the market because of their reputation and the way they treat people. They don't have a lot of turnover, and they're able to keep people. And, and let's face it, when people say they're leaving over money, unless you grossly underpay them, uh, that's the convenient excuse. People don't leave companies. They leave managers or supervisors. So something about how you're dealing with them and treating them is driving them out of the business, and that was season three. This season, season four, which will end uh, at the end of next month, and this is, I believe we're in the second to last day of November, uh, and the focus has been on a book that we, have, that we have published, and it's an interactive book, and it's called Owner as Executive. And the focus of Owner as Executive is that three seasons we spent talking about what you need to do. Uh, but if you don't do it, then it's meaningless. This season is about who are you and are you willing to make the changes as the business owner that you're going to have to make in order to grow the company. Uh, one of the uh, statistics I saw, which uh, it was one of the basis of a lot of work that we've done over the last 15 years with small businesses, is that less than three-tenths of 1% of business owners have all the unique talent and skills and attributes to be successful without help. Now think about that for a second. It's actually um, two and a half tenths of 1%. So that means is that uh, there, there are Bransons out there, there are jobs out there, there are Gates out there, there are Steve Cases out there, but th- they make up less than 1% of the business population. And that most of us are a mixture of good and, and bad, I should say, or maybe strengths and weaknesses. And so our ability to grow the company is to a certain degree determined by how well we can utilize our strengths and how well we can hide our weaknesses. And so this season has been about the challenge as an owner to make the changes to yourself that are required so all the tools that we talk about you can actually apply. And so that's where we are. Uh, today's show is uh, a show, uh, I believe, show nine, and uh, chapter nine from our book. And what we've been doing is we've been chronicling how to put together a 20-year plan, and this is part three of that. But it's really not a 20-year plan. It could be a 10-year plan, five-year plan. It's really where you are today, when do you intend to get out of the business, and how do I begin planning for that right now? Because if you want to get out next year, it's probably too late in terms of, maximizing the value of the company. But before we get into the content, what I'd like to do is talk to my a partner in crime here, the person who makes the makes the show work, Tracy Lynn. Hi there. How do I sound? Oh, you sound great. Good, good. It's good to see you, Bill. Good seeing you. I you know, we we were together last week in the studio and the week before uh that was uh that call in, that crazy call in from Toronto. <laughs> I know that was crazy because it, you you said you got caught in the snow in that snowstorm. Yeah, I did, and and I was working with a, a snow and ice removal company up there, uh, helping them get uh, take it to the next level. They're about a five million dollar company, wants to be ten. Well, when I got to the building where uh, to the offices where I was going to do the show, everybody was on site. Wow! And then I was scrambling for finding a place that I could set up, and we wound up being in a Starbucks and. Um, Getting online almost proved impossible, so here we're doing it from cell phones. So it was mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Technology can be uh, a wonderful thing and also a little frustrating as well because we did have one little technical snafu, I think, right around 930. We lost your connection, but but you called us right back. Yeah, yeah. so 
But anyway, we made it work. Well, yes. you made it work. All I had to do was talk on the phone. I think it's a team effort. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, well, thanks. And I appreciate everything you're doing. And by the way, if you don't want to talk to me and you want to talk to Tracy, which I'd recommend you do, 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. Phone okay. lines are open now. So. All right. So let's rock. Okay. So here's how you play. Um, you can passively um, participate in the show. But in order to do that, you're going to have to either on your mobile device or on your uh, computer. Now, if you're driving, obviously you can't. And hopefully my ability to have you visualize what I'm talking about works. But if you're stationary, whether you're on a phone, a tablet, or a computer, um, go to growthradio.biz. That's growthradio.biz. And when you get there, you'll see an opening screen homepage and says Solutions on Demand. And if you just scroll down a little bit, um, what you can see is basically how you can get involved in the show. And so if you scroll down and you see call in, okay, you can join the conversation by clicking that. And what that'll do is that will take you to the phone number. Or if you want to listen to it live, you can see growth radio live and click that. Uh, those are your options. If you want to, you want to live stream the show rather than listening to it on radio. Now, where I need you to be um, is on a couple places. Number one is on resources. If you go click resources on the page, and I'm doing it myself, um, and what you'll see is growth news, blog, and latest products. What I want you to do is I want you to click the, the blog button on where it says knowledge, and what that'll do is it'll take you to our blog site. And if you go to the left, Upper left-hand corner box, you'll see something that says on air, and there's quite a few on airs. Those um, those images represent show notes for the show. And if you go there um, and you just mouse over it, what you'll see is uh, show 4.9, which is the show we're doing today on the 30th. And this is what the my show notes are in terms of what you need to do in order to apply the information. And so if you've got that, you can passively be involved now if you want to participate in a conversation as we go through this and ask questions about where you are in your business, 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. And, of course, that phone line only works from 9.06 to 10 o'clock a.m. Eastern time on Fridays. After that, you'll have to contact us by email. But everything's on the website. If, you, if you've been to growthradio.biz, everything you need is right there. Okay. So let's now pick up the topic. What we've been doing in, in this season is talking about what you've got, the changes that you've got to make as the business owner in order to take your company to the next level. I'll never tell you how big it ought to be because I think that is a function of what you want. Um, I am working on building a company that I'm eventually going to take uh, to an IPO and take public. That's what I've been working on for the last 15 years. I continue to work on it. It's frustrating some days, but I know what the end game is and I know what I need to do. If you haven't made the decision about how you're going to get out, then you're really going to be in trouble when it's time to leave because the preparatory things, the things that you needed to do, the foundations were not built or constructed. And therefore, you're not going to be very happy with whatever the ending price is or how it ends. And so my one of my premises is... You need to start working on that now, whether that's 20 years from now, 15 years from now, 10 years from now. If it 
if it's less than five, I think you need to rethink it because I think it's going to take you five years unless the company's been running incredibly well in order to do that. So as you open it up, the three topics for today's show is when and how do you plan to depart? Number two is how do I maximize the value of the business? And number three is building an operational plan. And that's different than a business plan. It contains a lot of the same information, but we'll talk about that when we get into it. Now, let me review where we've been. And if you're on the, if you're on my blog site and you've opened it up, you open up the show notes in red, um, what you'll find are hot links. So if you want to go back to part one, which was show, uh, four, which was five shows back, we talked about you had three options fundamentally. One is liquidate the business, which means you just close the doors, sell it off, whatever's left and walk away. Typically this happens in companies that are predominantly service-driven, and they really don't have any hard assets, right? Because you may think that the uh, that your customer list is worth some money, and it, it probably is, but I can guarantee you it's not worth what you think it's worth. Number two is you sell it to outsiders. Now, you could merge with another company. Um, outsiders mean people external to the company. So there's lots of options there, but fundamentally, you're going to sell it to somebody who doesn't work for you. And the third one, which, by the way, we've got a whole show planned around, is what if I sold it to people who currently work here? And how could I structure a deal? Because I'll tell you, in the short term, it may not be financially uh, as great as selling it to outsiders, but long term, it's actually going to be a much better deal to you. Now, that's your call, but you need to make that those decisions, and hopefully this season, before the end of the year, before we get to Jan- January 1st, 2019, you've decided what you want to do with your business. All right? Now, part two is, and that was three shows back, that was show six, chapter six, is I had you do an exercise which was around how it, around writing your own obituary. Uh, now, it seems kind of ghoulish, but the idea behind writing your own obituary was sometimes we haven't figured out exactly how we want, how we want it to end. And so the idea behind this is you get to pick when you died, you know, how old were you? You get to pick where you died, you know, were you doing something? Um, you get to pick what you died of. And then what you get, you also get the right is what are people saying about you? Because as a business owner, you know, you, you're about, even though you're, you own your own business, you're about more than just running a company. You're, you're a father or a mother, your brother or sister, uh, you're a son or a daughter, you're a best friend, you uh, have responsibilities into your church or to your synagogue, or you have responsibilities in your community. In other words, you have this 360 perspective of yourself, and I think what's helpful is write it in terms of what would you want said on that day. And then, of course, the issue becomes compare what they would say today to that, and I think what we'll find is that, for the most part, there's a big gap between what somebody would say today and what somebody would say in the future. Now, the whole goal around writing that was simply this helping you say, well, where do I want to take this thing? Because being a business owner, running your own company, not only gives you an incredible amount of freedom for yourself, but there's a a ton of positive good you can do in your community. In fact, the the, the punchline of our company, GrowthWorks, is we, we basically have a singular focus. Help business owners create greater wealth for themselves and their families. Number two, to create better jobs in their community. That's it. That's all we do. And so by making the owners more successful, therefore making them wealthier, 
is that it takes it that takes um that solves some of the problems that we have in this country. Uh, we run a news site called GrowthWorks.news. That's GrowthWorks, W O R X dot N E N E W S GrowthWork News, and it was a great article on our on our aggregated uh, newspaper yesterday about the number of African-American small business startups. And really the secret is there because one of the challenges that the African-American community has had is a lack of wealth and wealth transfer. And so what happens is every generation is starting from scratch. Well, you take a look at some of the other groups in the United States, um, what you find is that the groups pass wealth on from each generation to each generation, and so you're not starting, every generation is starting from scratch. And that was a great story that in the present environment, the path to the future in a lot of, the, in a lot of communities uh, where wealth is not being generated is the creation and success of small businesses. And so with that obituary, what I wanted you to do is kind of frame everything that you wanted to achieve in your life and how does the business enable you to do that and so that you could get to where we are today. All right, so the conversation that you want to have is either, number one, talking about the, the past, either the obituary or how to sell the um, – what choice do you have to get out of the business? 804-454-1366. That's 804-454-1366. And if you're following along, uh, the website is growthradio.biz, growthradio.biz. Go to the resources page that's uh, on the navigation bar at the very top. Click resources. And then when you get in the middle, you'll see uh, our blog. Click the button on knowledge, take you to the website, and you can open up the show notes. And by the way, if you go to the blog site, all of the shows that we've done recently are there, as well as um, a number of other articles. So if you want to know what we're thinking right now, what research we're doing, um, and there's a lot of things that we haven't covered in the show that I've got on there. I would recommend you take a look at it. All right, so now I have about uh, six minutes before we go to our first break at the bottom of the hour. Let me tell you the five things that you need to do. It's decision time. Here's the five decisions you need to make, and then when we come back from the break, we'll go through them. So number one is if you have not ever had your company valued by a business broker, do it now. If you've had it done and it's a couple of years ago, do it now. And don't give me the, oh, I know what it's worth. You don't. And even if you do, don't trust yourself. You want a neutral observer to step in and take a look at what the company is currently worth. And for long-term listeners uh, to uh, Business Growth Radio, you know that this has been a theme we've had. Because there's two outcomes here. It's not one, there's two. Outcome number one is... It is really helpful to understand what the business is worth. And so you get a sense of, given the investment I've made in the sacrifice, what, what, what's my return? And my, and my guess is, if you haven't done it before, you're going to be blown away on how low the valuation is in terms of what you've invested into the business. That's critical, and that reality therapy is really good for you. That kind of shock will help out. But on the other hand, there's a, there's a second issue here that's even more critical, and that is, how did the numbers get put together? You need to understand how the business was valued. And if you understand how it was valued, then when we move on in the plan, we can begin to take a look at how do you make investments as you grow the company? Where should it be? And so 
that is, that's two reasons that you should be doing that. Number two is you want to assess what your current growth, stage of growth is in the business. So that is a second thing you want to do. And the third thing is then based on the first two, create a growth plan. What is your plan to grow the company? Number four is a decision on when do you want to sell it and how do you want to sell it, which also gets to the question of to whom. And then finally, how are you going to handle your buyout dollars? Um, when the money comes in, already begin to be working on a plan of how you're going to take those those dollars that are coming into you so you can maximize uh, what you receive and minimize um, things like tax burden. So five things. Get a broker. Assess his current stage of growth. Based upon the first two, create a growth plan. Uh, number four, make a decision on how you're going to get out. And number five, um, what are you going to do with the money? Now, let me take you through a couple of things as we're coming up to the hard break. As go back to the webpage, and let me show you where you can find lots of information. If you go back to the webpage, growthradio.biz, that's growthradio.biz, uh, click podcast that are top of the uh, navigation bar. And what it'll do is it'll show you all the shows. So, for example, for season four, all of the shows from last week all the way to the beginning of September, you'll find listed here. And the, all of these are on our SoundCloud uh, platform. So if you want to listen to anything with season four, it's right here. Now, we archive our other seasons. So if, as you scroll down the bottom, if you want to he- listen to anything related to how to win the talent war, then scroll on down and take a look at the season three playlist. If you want to talk, if you want to look at what we did around cost and profitability, scroll further down and where you are now is look at the season two playlist and it has an archive of all of those. And if you want to go back to the very beginning and talk about the issue of revenue and revenue production and, and basically marketing and sales and some branding, then you can down, you click playlist number one. Now, fundamentally what those three seasons represent are our three main packages as a company. When we work with our clients, whether it's as a, a coach or as a fractional executive, and a fractional executive is we take over a piece of the business, we run it for a while, uh, and then we give it back. And so the idea is the, the business owner, uh, typically it, it's e- either brains or hands, if I can use the vernacular that we use in the consulting industry, and that is either they don't know what to do or they don't have the time. Most business owners, the stuff that we do is not that complicated. It's more of they're, they, don't, they don't have the time, nor do they have anybody else around because small businesses usually have no slack when it comes to personnel. And so one of our packages is called revenue process management, where we come in and we look at the whole process of branding, marketing, sales, and service. Believe it or not, we see customer service as an upsell possibility. And what we did in season one is we covered that whole approach, that process. Season two was our cost process management, and that had everything to do with mapping processes, eliminating non-value, building uh, standard operating procedures, position descriptions, and creating metrics in the company so you can tell how well you're doing on cost. And then season three was our talent process management, which was how do I own the entire employee life cycle from attracting the right people? How do I select them? How do I onboard them? Um, how do I train and develop? How do I pay them? How do I separate them? But basically looking at people through the whole process, just like you would customers. You want to own the customer life cycle. You want to own the employee life cycle. And this season is a book that we've written, and it's totally focused on how do you 
make the changes you need to know, make as a business owner in order to achieve these ends. So with that, um, I will see you on the other side of the hour. And we're back. This is Business Growth Radio, Solutions on Demand on WNTW 820 AM or 92.7 FM from Chester, Virginia, servicing the greater Richmond area. I'm William Eastman, your host. I'm the managing partner for GrowthWorks Media, which is a small business growth consulting firm. That's a lot to say in one mouthful. Basically, we help business owners get to where they are, to where they want to be. And Before we get back into today's show, I want to do a couple shout-outs. One to my business partner. I do a lot of work on the landscape side uh, in terms of landscape industry. Uh, Stephen Cohen at the Green Mark Group. Uh, Stephen is one of the brightest people I know. Um, and he is, he is uniquely qualified for the role he has because he's had four successful landscape companies in his history. So when we consult on how to grow a landscape company or snow and ice, anybody that's in those industries, uh, Stephen knows what he's talking about. And if you're in the local area, and you're looking for a great landscape company, uh, check out BCLS. That's BCLS out of Ashland, Virginia. Also, uh, my partners in crime that are not in the studio, uh, Andy Schulich at Metamorphosis Management Consulting, uh, Ben Meredith. And by the way, Andy is one of the better consultants, one of the best consultants I know, and he's a process engineer. So when I have stuff that we talk about in Season 2, which is around cost, Andy's a guy I go to. And we have uh, Ben Meredith with Ben Meredith Consulting one of the best uh, CRM experts uh, in the greater Richmond area. And when we talk about season one and we talk about marketing and sales and how to build a platform or purchase a platform that will handle that, Ben Meredith is the right guy to do it. And then there's uh, Nelson Phillips at Financially Fit Business Solutions. And Nelson is the guy I go to when we start talking money, Uh, cash flow management, um, lines of credit, capital investment, he knows his way in, in inside and outside of that game. And so if you want to talk about any of those topics, I can handle it enough to turn you on to the right person or you want to get into the conversation today, which is part three of putting together a 20-year or 10-year or five-year plan. In other words, from today until the time you intend to get out of the business, what is your plan? And we're doing part three of that process. And in the first half hour, we reviewed some of the things that we talked about in the past, and today we're focused on five. So let me take you through the five real fast, and then what we'll do is we'll take them and we'll break them down. Number one is get the business valued by a broker. Number two, assess your current stage of growth. Number three, create a growth plan based upon the first two. Number four, decision on how, when, whom, when it comes to sell the business. And number five, how are you going to hand out, handle the, the buyout dollars? All right. 804-454-1366. So I would think that if you've got some questions about what is your end game, what is your legacy, how are you going to leave, this would be a great time to talk because I've done this several times and I'm really clear on what I'm doing. So I can tell you from my perspective, not talking you into doing what I'm doing, but rather what process that I go through in order to do that, what process have I taken my customers through in order to get that done. 
Okay, so let's go to the first one. Uh, this valuation by the business brokers I talked about before the break is absolutely essential. And that is, and again, I said it then, I'm going to say it now. Don't tell me, oh, I know what my business is worth. I don't need to do this. That is horse pucky. Um, I'm on a Christian station, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to use the term. If you and I were face to face, I would say to you, but I would be very, I would be much stronger in my response. No, you don't know what your business is worth because you need a neutral outsider to come in to tell you what it's worth. Because when they do that, they're going to basically give you two answers. One by the different metrics that they use, they're going to give you a estimated value of the business. Now that could be evaluating um, your sales funnel and taking a look at sales contracts and giving you some uh, percent on the dollar in terms of if you got half a million dollars in sales, it may be worth two hundred fifty or three hundred thousand dollars. I can almost guarantee you, if you've got five hundred thousand dollars in sales, you're not going to get five hundred thousand dollars for the for the customer list. You may get five hundred thousand dollars in your business, but that's because they're going to do an asset valuation. So they're going to take a look at the assets of the company. So they're going to take that perspective. Uh, they're going to take a look at goodwill in terms of you've got any branding and it has it bought you anything. Now, in small businesses, the odds are that there is no goodwill with your company because you just haven't you haven't spent the time and money um, to build brand in the marketplace. But what you want is you want them to come in and they'll give you several different approaches and say, this is approximately what it's worth based upon three or four assessment um, uh, methodologies. Then they're going to say, given the present market, this is probably what you can get. And just like if you were selling your house, it could be right now in today's market, you probably can get more for your house than you could two years ago. A year from now, you maybe get less for your house than you could today. So it's also relative to the market. Now, that number is critical because um, it's great reality therapy. You're not going to like what you're told. If you've, ne- if you've never got received this type of feedback in the past, you're not going to like what you've been told. Um, and so it's a great reality therapy to shock you into it and say, I got to change what I'm doing. I got to get more focused. I can't work more hours probably, um, but I can be smarter about the hours I work and what I do, um, which we've talked about at Nostrum in the other, in the other seasons. And so that's one thing, but the bigger value here is the long-term knowledge that you're going to receive because when you say, well, you know, I did X and let's say you invested, um, $20,000 in computers just to pick a number. Given the business that you're in, computers may be worth some valuation. And then again, they may be worth nothing. Now, that doesn't mean that perhaps you shouldn't make that decision. However, if you make a decision to buy something, you should know going in, you're going to get nothing for that on the sale of the business. And that will then force you to go, is it really worth it? And worth it would then mean... Do I need this to get me from here to there? So even though I don't get any value in uh, for it, it, it helps me achieve that end. And so what's critical is to have a list of things that they looked at that said your value of your business is, was brought to you by X, Y, and Z. So, for example, if you're leasing your own property, if you're leasing property, excuse me, rather than owning it, um, that may be a good move in terms of cash flow. Uh, but on the other hand, it's not, it doesn't help you in the asset. And uh, the business broker might come in and say to you, you know what, if you own this building, you could double the worth of your company. 
Well, now you got to think about that because obviously you're not going to buy it with cash, so you're not going to buy it out. So you're gonna you're gonna get a loan to buy the building, but suddenly it's worth a lot more money. And of course, things like credit. You know, if you had if you were talking to Nelson Phillips, one of the things you would find out is that if your company's got a great credit rating, that's worth some money. In fact, that credit rating may be if you're if it enables you to get two hundred fifty thousand dollars in a line of credit. What's well, $250,000 you can add to the value of the company? But without having a professional that is external to your company, um, uh, you're basically whistling past the graveyard, as they used to say. This is just not an approach that works. And what is it going to cost you? I know some business brokers in this area that charge nothing if they believe that in five years you're going to sell the business and it's going to be theirs. Others... Maybe it cost you a thousand or two, but trust me, worth every dollar you're going to pay. The biggest thing is picking somebody that's reputable. Now, number two is assess your current stage of growth. And we covered some of that in last week's show. So if you go ahead and you click what you see on the show notes. So if you're not on the show notes, there's two ways to getting there. One is to go to growthradio.biz, click the resources page on the navigation bar at the top. And then click blog, and then that'll take you to our blog page where we do a lot of writing. And you go to the left-hand corner box and click that. And what happens when you open it up, it'll say show 4.9, chapter 9. That's your notes. And you'll see in red, you can click that, and that'll take you to stages of growth. And, in fact, I'm going to talk you through that. Or you can go to our blog site, which has its own URL. And this is misspelled on purpose. It's called Owner Life, O-W-N-R, no E, dot L-I-F-E. And it's the same thing, click that box. So, stage of growth, what are we talking about here? Well, without reteaching it or recovering it and the, what do I got, 18 minutes, not going to happen. It's taken a while to load. Here is the deal, is that each stage of growth kind of dictates dictates what you need to get done um, in terms of core processes. Because when you sell the company, what, do you, what are you selling the company for? And what, what is somebody buying? Well, I can tell you right now what they're buying is just not the business and not the physical plant, the location that you're in and the assets, the trucks, um, or, the, or the retail products on the shelf. They're buying processes and systems, which is what they're thinking about. And so, for example, if, in fact, you are in a certain stage of growth, there's things you've got to have built. So, for example, um, do you have a process for putting together a strategic plan? How do you put together the early plan? Do you have a process for uh, developing new products and services? Do you have a process for how you manage the company's accounting in terms of meeting the responsibilities of reporting to creditors, the IRS, et cetera. Um, do you have a process for how you market and sell to bring in new customers? Do you have a process for how you handle customer experience or customer complaints? Do you have a process for how you either make, uh, make produce what you make and sell to customers or how you produce the service that you provide them? Um, how do you, do you have a process for how do you internally account for the dollars and so that you have a process so you can do budgeting. Do you have a process for employee development? 
Um, how do you take people from beginning to end? Do you have a process for managing performance, which is how do I have a metric system so that I can understand where we are and then what do I do with the data? And then do I have a process for the development of new products and services? And so all of those are, in fact, processes that if somebody's going to buy your company, they're kind of assuming that they're there. And if they're not there, that's a, that's a tick against you. In other words, you're, you're going to be losing dollars if that's not there. So when I say assess the current stage of growth, what I'm really getting at is what stage of growth are you in? And what that will dictate is a couple things. One is what should you have done in the past and did you do it and how well is it working? And that's kind of one set of issues. Number two is given the stage that you're in today, have you built the things that you need to build? Yes or no. And are they working? Yes or no. All right. So you may have stuff from the past you got to fix, stuff currently you haven't done yet, yet you got to build, stuff today you got to fix. And then you look down the road, and this is why having a time horizon is so critical. As I look down the road down here, um, what are the things that I need to build so that when I get there, the company's going to be maximized the growth? Because one of the punchlines of this idea of stages of growth, and by the way, if you want to talk about this more in depth, uh, you can dial in right now at 804-454-1366 or go to our website and uh, drop me an email or hit me hit the book me piece and schedule a conversation here, and I can take you through it. It's about an hour conversation. But where you want to get to is is at stage five is when the business is worth the most money it's ever going to be worth, at least in this current development cycle. And so I want, what I want you to look at is that businesses go through stages kind of like a mountain. And you got growth stage up, you got a pinnacle, which is stage five. And then you've got, if you don't do anything with the business, you go down the other side, which is you uh, decline. The way I want you to visualize it is that at stage five, your three options are, one, let it decay because it's not going to stay here. Number two is sell it. And if you're going to sell it, you should have been working on that way earlier in the process than right now. Or the last one is I'm going to reinvent the company and do it again and view it now not as a mountain but as an airplane who's climbed to the top of the loop. They kind of go into a stall, they circle around, they pick up speed, and they come back out and they gain greater altitude. And these loops are what you look for if you were an investor. They're called inflection points in the growth of the company. Those are the type of things that we try to produce. But Based upon what the what the broker said and based upon your stage of growth of what hasn't been done, needs to be done, will have to be done in the future, then you build a growth plan. And what happens here is you take a look at here are all the things that you will, if you invest in, you'll get a return on at sale day and match that to the things that you need to build. And so you're, what you're doing is you're making sure that every investment dollar is something that you're going to get a reasonable rate of return on when you sell the business because, one, it's going to get valued, and, two, it is part of the process of growing the company and maximizing its worth. And so that's what the growth plan is. And I, I wish I could take you through one over the phone but um, or over the radio, but it, it's too complex. And I would I would really say to you that if you want to have that conversation, that's something that you and I need to do. And so if you go to our webpage, growthradio.biz, growthradio.biz, you click on the tab that says let's talk, okay, and then 
you can either give me an email address and I'll and uh, I'll personally I won't delegate this to anybody on the team. I'll personally get back to you. Or if you want even better, go down and book me, and you can schedule something on my calendar, and it'll tell you what my availability is, and we can take some time, and I'll set up a webinar for you so you can understand this whole process. All right, that takes us down now to the fourth one, and it is the decision on how, whom, and when. Now, the when is a little bit difficult only because if you are, say, at stage three and you want to get to stage five, that may take you six months it may take you two, three years. There's no way of tell. Excuse me. There's no way of really telling uh, how long that's going to take because it's a function of what haven't you done? What do you need to do? It's also a function of is the market that you're in growing? Is it, it's a function of how much money you have on hand? It's a function of what is the available capital to you based upon your credit? In other words, there's a whole bunch of factors that come into play. But one of the things that we can do is we can look at that and say, okay. Based upon this, there's no way that we're going to get to stage five in less than two to three years. All right. Now, do we want to sell in two or three years or you want? No, that's too early. So if that's the case, then that means that we're probably going to reinvent the company, go through stage six, which is kind of take a look at what we sell or how we or how we do business, revamp that so that we can get another hockey stick growth. Stage four is hockey stick growth where the thing just takes off. And what is happening is you're maximizing all the capacity you built into the company. And so it could be, well, if we do that, that'll probably take us another three or four years. So if we put the two together, we should be able to do one renewal, one reinvention, and get to stage five a second time in seven years. And suddenly what we've got now is we've got a great plan of, okay, here's what we're going to try to do in seven. Now, if we do it in six, cool. If we do it in eight, or nine, it's still okay, but we've got a target out there to shoot for. Now that gets us into, all right, now, who are we going to prepare it uh, for sale to whom? Who is the principal player? So one thing that you could do is you could take a look at your competitors in the market going, you know, I have, like in the landscape business, you typically you have a radius of about 15 to 20 miles of business you can handle. Otherwise, you have too much time. You have too many people in too many vehicles with too much windshield time, which is one of the major wastes in the landscape industry. So landscape is once you put your stake down and say our building is here, you probably have a 20 maybe to 30-mile radius, and that's it. You can't service anything more. So if you were in a fairly large area like Richmond, you could stake territory up north in Ashland, as, as Stephen has done. But if you wanted to do business in Chesterfield, kind of difficult to do because there's too much time you guys are in the truck. And so if you want to do business in Chesterfield, what would you look to do? You'd look to buy a landscape company in Chesterfield because that would be an easier move and you just slide your systems over. You've got their facilities. And so one of the ways you can go is the, when somebody's growing a company, there are two types of growth. There's growth, or, which is organic, which is basically what we've been talking about, or there's growth by merger where you acquire other assets. Uh, that's your call. But as you look at it, do I want to sell this company to a competitor? Do I want to sell this company to somebody who is looking for a turnkey business? Uh, or am I interested in perhaps selling it to the employees and keeping some stake in it? And I'm not going to drill down on that third one too much uh, because I've got a whole show. I think that's uh, the second to last show. I think that's Christmas week. I'm going to be focused in on 
what it, what we call ESOPs, uh, employee stock option plans, which is a great way of doing a sale. But let me go let me go to the um, the second issue here that we talked about. So one of those is you're gonna you're gonna sell it to uh, competitors. The other one is you sell it to uh, a newbie, somebody who is coming in business for the first time. And what's critical about this conversation is even if you don't go there, I want you to think this way because maybe the smartest move for you is to say to yourself today, if you get nothing else out of this radio show or out of this podcast, is what if I was to franchise my business? Now, I'm not suggesting that you franchise the business. That may be a good business decision. It may not be. But here is the discipline required to franchise your business, and that is you have to basically build a guidebook that takes people through step-by-step of every process in the company and how to do everything. Because if I'm going to pay $100,000 or $200,000 for a franchise, guess what? I don't want to have to think about anything. I want a proven model that works and everything is detailed out. So if you take the mindset of I'm going to produce a franchise as you build your systems infrastructure, then you'll have the type of systems that people will pay for. But that is the second option. You could you can sell to somebody who is new to the industry, new to the market, or maybe is has been in the industry and looking to get back in, but they're not a competitor and not currently there. And you know that one might be a little bit more difficult sale as opposed to selling to a competitor. Uh, the issue with selling to competitor is probably trying to get the right price. And then the last option there is the employee stock option plan, which is you're going to sell it to employees. And without giving away, uh, I think that is show 12, without giving away show 12, you know, simply to say is that you can have a reduced role in the company. You can do some owner financing. They can raise some money because you've built the type of credit in the company. So they basically can take a loan against the assets of the company that you built give you the money, then they got to pay the debt off. You get uh, some money out of dividends, and maybe you create a board of directors, and you give them some directions so you can kind of guarantee that this thing's going to continue. So there's a lot of options there, and again, I don't want to get into it too in too much detail, but uh, because we're going we're gonna to be talking about it a lot, I have a passion for employee buyouts because I think it's if you've done a great job of growing a company and you're great, you've done a great job of attracting and training and developing good people, then – who else should be taking your baby and taking your from childhood to adolescence or from adolescence to adulthood? It should be the employees. All right, so now that gets me down to the last one, and that is more than likely you do have a financial advisor already. Uh, as a business owner, if you don't, then go there because, again, it's just like having the business broker coming in. Uh, you may be an expert on how to make money uh, in your industry, in your business. That doesn't mean that you know how to keep it. And you know how to make sound investments because the people who are in that business, that's all they do. And um, I had a friend who was a day trader, and it took him years to get really good at it because he, he bought into one of those ads that said, you too can be a day trader, you know, in like uh, three weeks or something. And you get a certificate. Well, let's face it. All of that is complicated stuff. If you don't do it for a living, you don't know how to do it. And then you're risking it. And so... I would heartily recommend that if you've got a financial advisor right now who's helping you with the business, you sit down and you have the following conversation with them. And that is, I intend to sell the business in seven years, okay? 
by my estimate, it's going to require this amount of investment from the company. Some of that we're going to we're going to take out of sales. Some of that we're going to take out of loans, or we're going to pay for it in leasing equipment, which will help us grow, etc. But lay out for your financial advisor what the target is, what the end date is, and how you intend to invest in the company. And based upon that, what the probable value of the company will be at sale. Also tell them what you are thinking in terms of selling the company, selling to somebody new or somebody that's outside the industry currently, uh, somebody who is a competitor, or you're going to do an employee plan. Now, you want to tell them all that because that's the background, the context that they need. Also is that you'd be surprised that a lot of these financial advisors are also pretty savvy business people on their own, and they may have some perspectives that you haven't heard because a lot of times they're dealing with high-income people themselves, and they know people who have money, and people who have money typically understand how to use money. So that's a great conversation because the, there may be some unexpected advice that uh, you you didn't think you were going to get, you're going to get. But the other side of that is to say, okay, now, if that is the case, here's how much I think is going to come in, whether it's going to be at a lump sum or this is it's going to come in over time and I'm going to take it as a dividend. And this is where your financial advisor can really help you out so you can make sure that you can maximize the amount of money that you wind up keeping. Because one of your goals when you started the company was not just to create a job, but was to, was to generate wealth for yourself and your family so you have something to pass on. And so I would think that that conversation would be incredibly critical uh, to you in terms of understanding what the plan is. And the more you do this ahead of time and the more you have these conversations ahead of time, the better it's going to go. Because I can guarantee you that you're going to gain insights that I can't give you because I don't know your business and I'm not a financial advisor. I mean, I understand that industry. I talk to people in the industry, but I don't do it, okay? Just like I, you know, I'm not a landscape professional, so I can tell you how to run a ice and uh, snow removal company, uh, but I don't think I could run one simply because I haven't done it. So that should take you through where we are. Now, next week, um, show 10, chapter 10 of the book, is all about margin, profit, and wealth. And I'm going to go back to the essential issue here is without a margin, you don't have profit. Without control of cost, you don't have profit. And if you don't have profit, you're not going to generate any wealth for you. And what we're going to do is we're going to revisit a lot of the old shows and talk specifically about how do I increase profit or margin profit and then wealth. And so with that, uh, please, you know, download the podcast, go to the website, Take a look at some of the materials. The show notes are up. Um, I'll have some items to be downloaded uh, later today as soon as we get the podcast up. And so with that, have yourself a great weekend. Talk to you next week. He's been out. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.